And away we go. Welcome into The Dish, a fantasy baseball strategy podcast. I'm your host, Dan Strafford. Stepping up to The Dish today is none other than Zach Waxman at, you know, you're going to have to fill in what your Twitter <laughs> handle is these days. Tracking that is, is in and of itself some of the fun that I find in following you on Twitter. But host of the Draft Champions podcast, available over the interwebs, of course, uh, your favorite podcasting apps. You have a slew of guests uh, from dating back, I think, 2019 was when you launched. But uh, where, yeah. where can people find you on Twitter? Well, right now it's at Stop the Hop. Uh, I'm glad that uh, handle was available for me because it's a, it's a cause near and dear to my heart. Um, uh, and we've talked about it um, on Twitter and, and on the show. Just um, people using the term, like, I don't want to say it, um, like the animal, right? The, with the, yeah. the, the fuzzy tail, like yep. to describe D. Gordon and Miles Straw and Nikki Lopez, like it's disgusting, quite, quite frankly. Zoomorphism is something that we need to take care of. So we don't really stand for that. And we right. just want to stop that stop that narrative. All right. I understand. And uh, I'll get to a couple questions following up on that in a minute. I do want to start off how I start off every podcast. What's your favorite format for fantasy baseball, uh, both draft style, scoring, uh, league play? What's your favorite way to play fantasy baseball? All right. You know, have you seen the movie Rounders where they say like the mm-hmm. Rolls Royce of um, yep. poker is, is Texas Hold'em? Yep. Rolls Royce of fantasy baseball is five by five by five roto uh, cost constrained leagues. So I know when I say cost constrained leagues, CCLs, like uh, 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 you know what I'm talking about, right? Yep. The yep. Bidding, like I don't want to say the word. Right? right. Well, I mean, you have, and and this we can get into. You have a very uh, strict set of one approach to posting your podcast. Uh, I've heard you ask, you know, the the vaccination question at the top of your show. Uh, make mm-hmm. sure people are are are. Uh, are up to date or not up to date just so you can be aware of it. Uh, yeah. But I will say this. You have fun on your podcast. You have fun on Twitter. You 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 take a lighthearted approach to a lot of this. And I will say that. You don't have to say that. Um, how important is it to you? And I'm skipping some questions here to get to this. Uh, how important is it to you to have fun doing all this? Like you have a full-time job. This isn't what you do for a career. How important right. is it to just sort of chop it up a little bit, make some jokes, have some takes, of course, but to, to have fun when all is said and done? Right. Um, fantasy baseball is an escape for me and a challenge. So it's like, it's, it's sort of like two diverging things. So it's like one, it's continuous self-improvement, but towards a goal. But on the other hand, it's like a discontinuation of like your daily routine. So it's like both of those things are sort of countervailing things coming into one for me. And I find a lot of people I've interacted with are really worried about like their brand or recognition or likes or followers. And quite frankly, I found out pretty quickly that that wasn't for me. And it's pretty like annoying to watch sometimes. So instead of getting annoyed and quitting and all and just focusing on um, and just focusing on playing and not having a podcast, I just basically started to parody it like in, in as nice a way as I could. Right. And I'm not looking to brutally offend or make enemies. Um, and if I realize I'm going too far, I'll stop. But in fact, a lot of the people I roast on Twitter like are people that I'm really good friends with. Right. So, um, but if I see, but if I, but when I see something that's like totally hypocritical or someone being like posting something that's just painfully obvious or repetitive or just wrong, just for the like interaction point of it, I'm going to ground them pretty quickly, um, especially if I know them well. So I guess like in terms of like the satire on PC or council culture, it's just parody. I'm all for inclusivity. Inclusivity, like I know, like you probably don't believe me when I say it, but seriously, I am. But um, some of the hypocrisy and over-the-top virtue, virtue signaling you see online, it just needs to be parodied sometimes because it's just so like whatever, right? Um, 
it may come, it might come off as insensitive, but my intent is not to invent it. It's like, I, and I think people just have, I think people have figured out who I am by now. Yeah. And I, I would say, I think, uh, personal opinion of following you for about half a year now, uh, and again, that in and of itself is an absurd thing to say uh, that I follow you on Twitter, but that's fine. <laughs> we can talk about that at a different time. I think you're spot on. I think people, um, I think in every space, you have people who take themselves too seriously. You have people who are right-headed and understand their own place in the world. And then you have people who are oblivious to it all, right? Who are just living in a bubble in some way, shape, or form. So I dig what you do. And I think contextually, people get it. And if they don't, that's on them. That's all like, that's, that's yeah. not a you thing. That's a them thing. So I dig it. Agreed. I like I it. I like, you know, parody is one of my favorite things in the world. Uh, sarcasm, one of my favorite things in the world. So I caught on quickly to what you were doing. Maybe others yeah. haven't. Um, but it's, fun it's funny. The number of people that just actually think I'm dead serious sometimes. Right. And you get, so I don't know if you know, and I'll introduce the two of you, but there's a, a guy I worked with in DFS for a long time, Adam Scher, who's a, a big, you know, plays DFS full time, plays really well, ship my money DFS is his Twitter handle. He approaches Twitter very similarly to you of like, he's going to have fun. He's going to interact with people. Yes, he'll have honest takes and in interactions, mm -hmm. but it's a lot more right. of like, hey, I'm going to have fun. And I'm going to be here to, to interact and call people out and, and show them the, the way they are. So I dig that. But what made you start a podcast? Like what made you dig into the NFBC specifically and bring that sort of, you know, looking at drafts, calling out pros, calling out analysts, and in a positive way, like really getting after people, what made you think, okay, this is my avenue to do this and bring this to listeners out there in the world? Right. And just to, just to close out that last question, like I, I am being serious, like the I'll say it just for the purpose of auction, the auction format. Yes. Like it's pure, yes. it's, it's challenging, it's skill. You live and die with your decisions that are mostly within your own control. And like the CCLs, cost constrained leagues, or <clears throat> like, you know, whatever, right? Yep. It's like chess, it's chess and checkers. Just to close that off, I am being serious about that. Like I love the auction format. Um, but in terms, of, in terms of the pod, um, that's a great question. So um, when would I ever get the chance to talk to guys like um, that, I had, that I had on my show? You mentioned a couple of them, I think. Um, um, just for like an hour or two and just ask them whatever I want. Like, and when would I get the chance to talk to you because of that? Like, we, we just met now because yep. I have a podcast. So it's, it's, that's great. Um, and just some of the things like what, what drove me to, to, to start it was I get to, um, I get to ask these questions that I want to know, not just like the cookie cutter, like, oh, let's do a mock draft. Let's do ranking. Like some of the, some of the, some of the podcasts you hear and in yours, I, I, I listened to you with Vlad and, and Justin Mason a couple of the, your episodes and th that's exactly what I want to hear. I want to hear the strategy. I don't want to hear like the, like the same. I got thing this guy like, 99 and this guy 100 isn't really exactly. going to change it. Yeah. Yeah. And like if, the, if a podcast has the word mock draft in the title, I will not listen to it. It's, it's just not useful. Right. So again, I can give you examples of strategic points that I've, that I've, that yeah. I've like learned having all these guests. And I think that was one of your other questions who, um, who like, who's your favorite guest and stuff like that. But like working backwards. Multiple guests have, have talked to me about working backwards. And I've come from home leagues uh, or just like Yahoo leagues. And now, I've, now I'm playing high stakes NFBC leagues. So that you do have to think of strategic point, points that you don't need to in your home leagues in order, order to win because the margins are so, so thin in these um, NFBC leagues and the competition is so tough. Right. So working backwards is something that you wouldn't really care about in home leagues, but that does, um, that would help. Um, that would help you. Um, diversification and gaming selection. What what um, what um, contest to pick? Um, 
in, talking about injury risk. Injury risk is a lot more important in the NFBC and in, in, yep. my, in my podcast because home leagues, you, you can turn your roster easily. There's IL spots, um, using projections, navigating positional categorical scare, scarcity, and um, sort of just like my co-host on my show, Graham, he sort of compares it to drafting like a squirrel. So like before we would be like, I think I'd say both of us would be like, oh, I like this guy, let's just get him. But now it's like you really have to think about all the strategic elements and there's a domino effect. Um, like uh, I'll give you one, one more specific example. Like when I had Phil Dussault on my show, um, mm-hmm. that's like I met him through having a podcast and I've been able to talk to him along with other great players. I wasn't asking him questions that I'd heard before. I wasn't asking him to tell me like his story about how he got involved and like what he did when he was a kid. Like I don't like, – I care but I don't, right? But I, I asked him questions I hadn't heard answers to. I wanted to get into specific – players like I got him to touch on like how he doesn't want to draft um, Akil Badu which is like interesting because he's a polarizing player I got him to to dive into specific evaluation tests that he's actually developed Um, sometimes when I'm talking to a guest I realize what he's saying is actually super useful so I'll stop for a second so like when Phil was talking to me about velocity changes that matter that matter like he said like losing two miles an hour on eight on 98 miles an hour may not hurt you as much as losing two miles an hour going from 92 to 90. And that's something right. I never thought of before. I'm like, I just said, stop for a second. Like, this is something that's going to be very valuable. So that, that's, those are some of the, like, the specific things why having a podcast has really helped me. That's great. And I think what you just touched on is something I think I talked to Justin about specifically, but all these stats are wonderful, right? StatCast and, and advanced metrics, sabermetrics. But if you don't have the context for the why, like you're talking about with Phil, like 98 to 96 is different than 92 to 90. And yeah. th- no, none of those changes are the same for each player. Yes, you can generalize and you can start to see trends, but really understanding per player and per position, how you're going about it makes so much sense. And I, I really dig the idea from you of, and this is what uh, is a separate question, but we can get into it. I'm recording this podcast for two reasons. One, I love hosting. I missed it, so I'm doing that. Two, I'm getting ready for the fantasy baseball season. So I'm trying to talk to smart people who have already done the research, (laughs) done the work, so I can glean information from them. That's exactly the same for me. Yeah. So if someone is listening to Draft Champions or listening to NFBC-specific analysis— but they don't play NFBC. They play Yahoo. They play home leagues, 15 teams, 12 team, you know, snake draft. Are there things you want them to take away? Or, and honestly, is your podcast for people playing in NFBC leagues? Yeah. So my podcast is for NFBC leagues. And it, um, maybe, I, maybe I skipped around the uh, agenda to um, no, that's fine. How, how, how it's helped me. But yep. like in terms of, yeah, why I started in, in, yep. in I started like because there wasn't any podcasts specifically for the NFBC leagues, and I got into the NFBC and I and I loved it immediately. Um, the um, the main reason why I wanted to start, my main goal was to actually start like um, like a website like the NFBC and have my host my own gaming sites. Because oh, wow. like, that's okay. where that's where I feel like you can you can really make money off a high yes. side hustle rather than like getting ten bucks an article. I thought right. that's that's the direction to go. And then I started getting into the NFBC and quite frankly, I got addicted to it. it in no different way as someone get addicted to alcohol. Um, yep. I'm, I'm addicted to drafting and um, I just love the site. I love the people. I love being like, I love the community um, of like, like I, like I love like Derek who runs it and I love all the other guys that are always in the draft, like John Fish, like et cetera. Right. So I just got, I just love it so much that I, like if you can't beat them, join them. 
and my podcast was sort of a niche thing at that time. There's been other podcasts like Di Pietro's podcast and Rotosaurus that have been that have come out, I believe, after me. But like I think I was even Rotowire, who I listened to all their episodes. They they were the most before I had my podcast. They were they focused the most on NFBC yep. versus anyone else. But now they've even stepped it up. I think they're almost more focused on it now. But there wasn't anything that was completely dedicated to it, and I figured it was a good thing to. It was a good thing. It was a good niche to sort of get into if I wanted to maybe network my way into developing some sort of gaming site. But then that ship is that ship has sailed. And, um, <laughs> sure. If you can't beat them, join them. Yep, I, I dig it, and I think one hundred one hundred percent spot on. Uh, NFBC. So I've been you know resume check, but I've been doing fantasy podcasting since two thousand eight. Fantasy baseball podcasting. Hosted on Sirius, did all these things. NFBC was a very peripheral thing, right? It was a very like, mm -hmm. hey, those people over there are playing these high stakes games. We're still going to talk about your five by five, twelve team home league. We're going to talk about you know your head to head points leagues over here, and and talking about redrafting, right? The idea of redrafting and and keeper leagues. I would say, and this is my own personal analysis, the boon of DFS at the same time as NFBC rising really sort of pushed NFBC into much more of a driver's seat when it comes to how people view it and what, what they see, because you had a lot of DFS bros say, oh, I can play in that league. I can play high stakes. I can do this and start talking about it. And so you got more and more focus on it. What I love about what you said, though, was the community. And I'm not a part of the NFBC community. I, I like to say hi to some of those people. Um, I'll, I'll talk to Matt Modica later later today, talk to Vlad. Um, I'll interact with some of the other uh, players. Uh, Jenny Butler I had on. Why aren't you part of that? It's not, I do play. There's no I do play. Barriers. No, yeah. and, and that's, that's true. I personally, and that's a great question for me and, and full disclosure, it's cost. Cost entry for me is I have three kids. I have a mortgage. I have bills to pay. I play one or two leagues a year in NFBC. I, play, I did a draft, uh, a cut line, uh, keeper league. I'll do one more of those, and then I'll probably play a DC or two to to have uh, to play well, that's with. That's not. That's not. That that means you're part of the community, well, right? But like, what I, I, I don't consider you not part of it because of that you don't play a lot of high stakes leagues. I, that's awesome, and I agree with you. What the next step I was going to take though is you're building friendships through it too, right? You talked about John. You talk about Vlad and and Modica and. You talk about uh, plenty of players you've had on your your podcast. Do you travel? Do you do the the Vegas or New York trips? No, I haven't because I'm 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 relatively new to the community. I've okay. I started I started playing for real in 2020, and that was the shortened season. Yes, I, I planned to go to New York City to do a main event that year, but when I didn't, but I didn't go because COVID started and I couldn't. And then last uh, 2021, um, I I didn't I just did all my drafts online, so I never went in 2021. I am hoping to go this year. Trying to talk my wife into it, but <laughs> it's um, it, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'm I'm hoping I'm still have hope for that. Yeah, COVID's over. It's fine. Uh, I'm but kidding. Yeah, that yeah. was a joke, just for anyone who's listening. It's, oh, you, you can't joke around. With, you you can't do. joke around with me. I get very sensitive about. Yeah, understood. Understood. I've heard that about you. Um, <laughs> we continue here, and we we talked about the podcast. We talked about NFBC. Um, we talked about the focus of your podcast. Um, I think you know you have a. a a definite niche and a great show. So I want to say that I, I don't listen to many podcasts. I've listened to your podcast all the way through too. I don't do that oh often. My, my so God. highest compliment for me is, to you. That's um, kind of messed up. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I do wonder 
as we uh, turn our attention to this season, right, to 2022 draft strategy around NFBC and what's going on this year, we talk about why you started the podcast, what you've learned from some of these people, talking to Phil, talking to uh, Modica, Vlad, all these these uh, guys who, who play. What's been a trend or topics you feel like keep coming up on your podcast that keep being a focal point that home league players, NFBC players can sort of take some notes on and say, okay, these are the topics. These are the things I really need to be uh, secure on and aware of and be prepared going into draft prep and execution. Right. So um, the, the topics that keep coming up are saves. Like that's a huge thing yep. this year. You've seen what Phil so has done and people have, as much as you don't want to admit it, started copycatting it yep. and, yep. It's, and it moved the market um, undoubtedly. So that's yep. been beaten to death. Another thing that you talk that, we, that comes up a lot this year is the injured pitchers because you don't have a lot of clarity on them because of the lockout. And the lockout has a domino effect on these other topics that are always topics, but now they've sort of been uh, put in bold because of the, uh, the the lack of the CBA right now. So you got Kershaw and McCullers. You've seen the recent in, uh, the recent um, news on him. Yep. Um, Syndergaard, all these pitchers that you don't really know about, they, they're almost bigger question marks now um, than uh, in, in, in normal years. Roster construction. So you've seen the arguments on about Vlad Jr. Um, and then about getting um, aces, bases, a, uh, aces and bases, John Fish says. And then I go, ABC, aces, bases, closers. Like, you, you want, like, that's my thing. We want to target tw- uh, aces, 30 wins, bases, 30 stolen bases, closers, 30 saves in your first four picks. So that's, and all about ro- roster construction, working backwards. What positions can you wait on? Pocket aces, like all those things are continuous things. Crossing players up the list, Casey Chopping. Everyone want, everyone does that, but it's just like, oh, it's just um, a topic of conversation as well. How do you go about doing that? Can you cross players off? Can you cross players off from the first couple, couple rounds? Or do you wait for quote-unquote values? Um, prospects. Like how do you handle them in the draft champions league? Are, are they becoming more valuable in twenty in twenty twenty two because there was a twenty twenty one ml milb season and the cba might be amended to sort of allow them to come up earlier? Um, and also uh, another topic is just drafting early. Do you draft early? Do you get into all these drafts early because once the cba gets signed and baseball's back, you're gonna drafts are going to be ongoing and you're gonna see a a free agent frenzy and a trade frenzy yep. and you're going to want to be in those drafts and you're going to be in round 20. It's almost like you want to time being in the draft so you're in round 20 when the CBA gets signed and all these things happen yeah. and you can just pluck off the players that have a value change. It's, it's funny. Uh, we talk all the time, uh, friends of mine who are in the industry about drafting during spring training, right? The idea of you see, you see it. You know, pitcher B goes out and has an awesome six-inning 8K start, and all of a sudden, the needle moves. And and you're going to see that for sure with what you said. Once that CBA is signed, you're going to see all sorts of moves in MLB, and that's going to move the market for sure in NFBC. I also love that you, you touched on Phil. And, you know, his season last year will go down as the best, if not one of the best fantasy baseball seasons of all time. He is also gracious and giving of his time and his analysis, which is great but you hit it, he's moving the market now. People are studying his drafts and are copying what he does. And I think you nailed it of, you're not Phil so Like, n- not you, but like no one is. Yeah. And so trying to mimic what he's doing in a draft is only going to get you broken in the middle rounds, in my opinion. I think, I, I, I totally agree with you. I've seen it. I've seen it. I think that the, it, the strategy makes sense um, right. in the early rounds. But when you get to those later rounds, 
he wasn't streaming pitchers, I don't believe, in these DCs. He hit on Robbie Ray. He hit on Logan Webb. Right. Um, he hit on other pitchers. Um, and he's going to do that again, I believe. Yep. But you're not. So right. if you take <laughs> right. that strategy, you're, you're, you're not doing it. And, and also, let's, let's face it, Phil got super lucky last year. Yep. We don't even know. Like, is he even good? He probably just got lucky. And you're going to copy his strategy. I'm just joking. <laughs> but, um, no, but no. We're the, just gonna, and, that's going to be I, the clip from the show, just so you know, Zach. It's just going to be that little bit. And we Phil DeSoe got there. super lucky last <laughs> year. He's not going to ever repeat what he did. But I mean, and yet everyone's copying him. You're tongue in cheek. You're joking. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying I that. No, I, I. Yeah. There's luck involved, of course. And so. You, you, that's a factor, right? That's the, the thing of what risk you're taking, the risk profile. And there are people in NFBC, again, someone listening to this podcast who's playing one or two NFBC leagues, playing a home league, playing on CBS. You have to understand the analysis for NFBC is largely different too because of the multiple teams people are drafting. They are building portfolios of players. They're building out multiple different approaches to these leagues most of the time. So trying to copy a Phil or a Matt, who I'm going to talk to at, at noon today, Eastern time, they're playing so much volume that you can't judge it that way. You can't say, oh, I'm going to copy this draft strategy here from the nine hole because I'm in the nine hole and, and here we go. I yeah, I think that's spot on. I do want to, from your perspective, um, injuries, I think you hit on with starting pitchers. Are there any starting pitchers you're comfortable with that you're you're sharing with people on your podcast that you're talking about in, in anything you write or tweet about? who you are looking at and saying, these I trust for 2022, and these I think have upside for 2022. All right, well, I, I'll start from the first round. I, yeah, I, please. Big thing, I, I think I really trust Cole and Burns. Uh, I think they belong in the first round, and I think the, the NFBC market has got that right, uh, to state the obvious. Um, I don't, really, I don't really like sharing my guys, but I will for you um, a little bit. Um, I, I don't, on my podcast, really talk about players, but um, I think San Francisco. I think San Francisco yep. is going to be a place where players just do well. And uh, lo, like you've seen Logan Webb. Logan Webb, you can say maybe he's a little bit overpriced this year, but if you look at Cobb, Wood, and Discofani this year, 100%. I think, I think he might, we might look back in hindsight and saying it's the blinding flash of the obvious uh, that these guys we're going to perform really well and exceed their early 280p um, because they're just so safe and trustworthy in that environment. Yep. Uh, yes, the NL, NLDH is coming, but but still. Um, yeah, the park still matters there for sure. Another, um, yeah, so that, that's, I think that's good. Yeah, no, that's perfect. And I think that on the flip side of that is why I'm avoiding Gaussman. Like I, I have no desire to draft Kevin Gaussman in any league any discount, I just think he's ripe for absolutely obliterating his ADP. <laughs> like, I, I, I get it. I see. I know people saw upside, but he is somebody I will just avoid because of the shift, because of the park factors, because of the lineups, because of all of those things. It's just not worth it for me to draft him where he's going currently. Um, actually, I don't mind him. He's actually going like a lot later than some of the other quote unquote aces. Like, he's he's going after. Like, sometimes you'll get him after. Like Cease and and Bar- yep. Barrios and and Freed, um, I actually don't mind him there in the fifth round. Um, yeah, I Gosman. I think he's going to get the wins in Toronto. Um, that's fair. You, you're not like it's not going to be like a Men in Black where they just flash a thing on your face <laughs> and, you forget, and you forget you forget how to pitch. Like he's still going to take all the all the, the magic all the, all the magic tricks he learned in San Francisco over to Toronto. And I don't think Toronto's dumb. They're 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 front office and they they passed on Robbie Ray um, for just a small amount of money. Um, difference for, for Gavin Gosman. So 
Um, I don't know if they'd give up on Ray that easily just to take Gosman right. if they weren't pretty confident with him. I, I dig it. I will still stay away, but I I, I, I think it's a That's sound fair. analysis. I, I now strongly dislike you because we disagree <laughs> on this. <laughs> fair. I, I dig it. Um, you have a friend, a family member, an acquaintance on Twitter who wants to get into NFBC. Somebody who says, hey, this looks like a lot of fun. You seem to be having a lot of fun with it. I love drafting. I, I love interacting with uh, other fantasy people. The community looks great. What would you take from your own experience, the podcast you've done, the interviews you've done, and help them get started uh, if they were to ask you for advice? Okay, so things that I've learned the hard way on the NFBC. Because yep. um, the first year I played in it, I'm just going to blame the short season, but I got I didn't do well. So I think I, it was just an unlucky injury-plagued short season. Um, so one, discipline. When you're drafting, be and this is something I didn't that I haven't really done until this year. Um, be willing to pass on a player that you like more in a vacuum. Like I said before, the competition is too fierce in the NFBC and your margins uh, for error are just too small. Ruining your build is far more detrimental than passing on, like, quote-unquote, your guy. That's yep. one thing I learned about. Um, another thing is confidentiality. And, and a lot of people don't agree with this, a lot of analysts, but like, I see a lot of all this flag planting and daily affirmations on Twitter, like, X player is going to break out season for this player. He's my guy. Like, but it's like, what are you even saying? You're not saying anything useful. You just want to get attention. So unless it's something super insightful, like, why are you saying that? You just look starved for attention and I'm going to take that guy from you because I know you like <laughs> it. So like, I'm just going to fucking steal him from you around early. Yeah. So why are you posting this? So unless you have something smart to say that I haven't heard a um, hundred times, keep your mouth shut. That's, well, that's that, one other, that's If I may I interrupt you, Zach, that is a rule of life. Just don't tweet. <laughs> just, just, yeah, actually, just, just don't true. treat it, it makes well, everything I don't better. always follow that but in terms of <laughs> posting your players then yeah I'll, I'll take I'll, I'll be selective in terms of that advice um, and it's me- another thing is method over madness so like your like your high level strategical method is far more important than the madness of all the minutia of player evaluation like Love la- it. average launch angle seam shift of weight all that stuff especially in the draft and hold overall formats um, also there's a law of diminishing returns of diversification um it's fine early in the early rounds if you don't want to start like, um, but if you but if you go if you start going off of your guys later, you're ruining your chances for a huge year. You've seen guys like Jimmy G, who I've talked to on my show, Jimmy Gable. He had a huge year last year. You've seen Modica, who you're going to have on. Yep. He had a he had a massive year in 2019. You saw Phil had a massive year last year. If you just start trying to like diversify and, and not get your best put on your best face in these like rounds like 10 onwards like what are you doing just get your get your guys uh i think again that's not a proven thing um another thing that people don't agree with is choosing your opponents wisely everyone's like a type a personality but you gotta sometimes pump the brakes when you see like steve weimer or like a john posma in that draft room like maybe like if i'm doing 40 drafts like i don't need to be in this draft with john posma who's gonna light me up um and then the last thing i'll say is know your format um I've heard so many people say, oh, I'm not good at DCs, or I'm not good at 12-teamers, I'm better at 15-teamers. It's the same game. It's the same players. You just haven't made the time to learn the different nuances of the format. A little uh, growth mindset from you there, Zach. You're not good yet at the DC. You're not good yet at 12 Mm. or 15-teamers. You know, you hit on something there that I just want to really hammer home for anyone listening. You don't have to play in leagues against the best players in the world. Like you, you don't have to join those leagues for 150, 300, $500. You can find leagues yes. that don't have those people in it. I think that is 
great advice in life too of, hey, choose your spots. Like choose your spots where you are going to be able to, you know, exceed your own expectations and exceed the expectations of the league, but put yourself in position to not have to, you know, battle everyone who's great at it. You win a league, you win a league. It doesn't matter who you beat. <laughs> so um, I think that's great advice and a great way to, to approach NFBC, but also just in general, like find your spots, put yourself in the best position to win uh, and, and really hammer home that for people listening of, especially new people joining NFBC, you have an opportunity to see who's in the leagues. You have an opportunity to click in and see who's already joined it. And so take that time and you hammered something else that I'll remind I've been saying since 2008, knowing your format, knowing your format, knowing your format. Don't just join a league and jump in, assuming it's five by five Roto. Don't jump in, assuming the the points leagues, you know, the uh, cut line points, right? For the best ball wouldn't be what I'd expect them to be in a certain way. So I had to go in and really study them and look at projections and understand the format there. Because when I think points and best ball, not exactly how I thought scoring would go. So it's really digging in and, and taking the time. Hey, if you have money to burn, do whatever you want. Like if, you, if you're just going in to light some money on fire, by all means. But I will say, Zach, you also have a finance background. So your uh, approach to diminishing returns, I think, makes a lot of sense to me. That the idea of when you just try to diversify for diversification's sake, you're putting yourself in a bad position. You're putting yourself in a world where you you need too many things to happen that are not going to happen concurrently or, or across the season. So I dig that as well. I do want to close with the question we've been asking everyone. Um, this is from a different podcast, one of the early ones. I'm uh, vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. I'm vac- I am vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. We're both wearing masks. I'm sure you can tell by the way we're, we're talking. Um, yeah. We're, we're, we're online folks. It's fine. Um, <laughs> the food, uh, food's a big staple of my life. Uh, drafting is a couple of beers, some hot wings and, and whatever else might be, uh, unless it's the morning, then it's just a couple of beers. But, uh, what, what do you got? What's your approach to food and drink when you go to draft? Well, one of my guilty pleasures actually, uh, Dan is, um, when I, when I'm listening to podcasts is when they do a food draft. I love that. So I don't know if we have time. Do you want to do like maybe a food dra- like, do you want to draft our favorite foods? Like you're asking me, I'll go. I'll go first. I'll, okay. I'll take the. I'll take the one point zero one. Yep. Go for it. Um, all right. I might just snipe you on some hot wings. I, I think that's the easy consensus. Number one for draft day. I, did I, I, did I, I snipe? Did I snipe you? You, you, you sniped me. It's fine. Okay. I'm gonna go off the board a little bit here. I don't know. Uh, I know you're up in Canada. I assume they're there. Super pretzels. Never some, had one some, of those. Uh, yeah, it's a ba- think- frozen pretzel that you put a little water, a little salt on. You throw it in the toaster oven. Hot, you know, a little spicy brown mustard. Perfect sounds, draft day. Sounds delicious, but you got to know your competition. I don't think I think you probably could have waited on those. No, exactly um, right. There was they were a sleeper. I, I had to know. go out and get my 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 snack. Get your, I'll hey, go get, get your guys. Two, get your two guys. Do, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go to the second round. We'll close it well, out here. I'll get my second. Well, pick are we here. doing? Are we doing a linearly alternating? Um, <laughs> um, I'm I'm going to take the next pick, and you you can okay. close it out with the okay. final with the okay. two dot two. Okay. You know, beer's off the board because that's that's uh, a liquid. But I will say, I'm gonna go sliders. I'm gonna go sliders, nice. cheeseburger sliders is my my second pick. So give me super pretzels, give me the cheeseburger. I'm ready to go. Nice and um, like say a Suzuka, say say a Suzuki in the in our in our baseball drafts. I think I'm gonna go international here. All right, um, with uh, some shawarma. All right, I dig it. That's that's a draft day meal right there. I I mm. like it, Zach. Where can folks find you? Where can I know we talked about your your Twitter handle before? Do you do you anticipate it changing again before the season starts? Yeah, probably. Okay. 
<laughs> so it doesn't even matter. Um, don't 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 find me. You don't <laughs> want to. But no, but but do. Um, it's the Draft Champions podcast. You can find it on Twitter or Apple iTunes, whatever. And um, just check me out there. And we're gonna have that is awesome. We've had a, we've had a ton of good guests. And one hundred percent. And yeah, thanks again for having me. And I joke, um, but. Uh, I actually listen to Zach's podcast. Uh, you're one, one of the few that I listen to, so appreciate it. Appreciate like said, all the guests. That's, that's messed up. You do. But that's, that, that, what, that I'm I listen all, to you or I don't listen to other people? That you listen to me. Oh, fair. Okay. I'll take yeah. that advice and, and into, uh, into consideration moving forward. Everyone, find uh, the podcast you're listening to right now, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Like, subscribe, do all those things the clout chasers on Twitter tell you to do uh, with their podcasts. And be sure to uh, have fun drafting. Happy drafting, everyone.